You're listening to a podcast of Your Pet Matters with me, Dr. Michael Tequila, Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. on 1077thebronc.com. When your fluffy family comes calling, you know you've got to answer because it's time for Your Pet Matters with our doctor, Dr. T of Progressive Veterinary Care. Progressive Veterinary Care, making waves in pet health care. To access more information, go to ProgressiveVeterinaryCare.com. Your pets are in luck because you're going to get all the best tips and tricks to take care of your fluffy best friends from their very own lifelong wellness partner. So let's get started with Your Pet Matters. Good morning and welcome to Your Pet Matters. I'm your host, Michael Dr. T. And today on our show, a very special guest all the way from Portland, Oregon, my friend, Dr. Jason Nicholas. We met up at New York Vet. Take a listen to what we have to say. A couple answers. <laughs> Sounds like a good plan. <laughs> hey there, Dr. T here, and I'm here with my friend, Dr. Jason Nicholas, um, a preventive vet, and we'll get into all the details about what this guy's doing. He's, he's changing the landscape of veterinary medicine. I think that's awesome. He's been on the show before. We talked about xylitol, and I think, you know, I tell people that Jason introduced the concept of xylitol to me long before it became mainstream, and so it, it, you see all these cases, and for you pet parents out there, any sugar-free substance with xylitol, you got to be really careful with your pet. Um, Halloween just ended. Um, the other holiday seasons are coming up. You got to be really careful. Um, I had several cases at my clinic. Some were really touch and go, but it's really dangerous. It can really drop their blood sugar to dangerous levels. But thanks for being on the show, Jason. Yeah, thanks for having me, Michael. Yeah. Great to reconnect. Yeah, it's it's always great. And we're, oh, by the way, we're at New York Vet. <laughs> so he's from he's from uh, Portland, Oregon. I'm from Jersey, and we're here at New York Vet. We uh, we connected, and it's, this is great that we can do this. But, but Jason, I wanted to ask you a couple things, just just in general. Um, what's your favorite thing about being a vet? Oh, favorite thing about being a vet. Um, you know, honestly, I, I just, interacting with people, to be quite honest. I mean, you know, the cats and dogs, the pets are awesome. Interacting with people and helping them with these furry family members of theirs and helping them learn how to keep them healthy and safe and also just getting to learn and know what they mean to them because yeah. everyone's pets mean something totally different to them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's fascinating. Yeah, that's awesome. And then what what about our profession would you change? If there's one thing that you would change? I, I, I think probably the mental health you know, status of a lot of a lot of people in the profession. I think the the work I would I would hopefully help to improve the work life balance for vets and help people realize that there is a life outside of vet med and outside of the clinical cases uh, and everything that comes along with that. I think helping people just get more enjoyment out of life would be fantastic. And you you epitomize that because uh, I, I follow you on the Facebook posts and you're always with your kids. You're always doing family stuff and I think it's awesome. Try. <laughs> <laughs> And let's, let's talk about your history. So how did this, well, I'll let you explain what preventive vet is. And, yeah. you know, and, and for those of you who don't know, so I, um, anyone who's got a new puppy or kitten with my clinic, you're going to get this little book that's like 101 tips and tricks for your puppy or bust, kitten. Bust them out. Do, do, we, do, we, do we have them? Yeah, well, you know, it's funny. I think I, I don't know if I've got the, any more of the dog, but here's the, here's the cat. Yep. Cat health and safety. And they're available for purchase online for anyone. And then here's dog behavior training tips. Oh, yeah. And I think I just gave away the last of my yeah. dog health yeah. and safety <laughs> ones. Brian. But to a good Brian. cause. Yeah, yeah, Brian. Thanks a lot, Brian. <laughs> but um, they're really good. They're really helpful. They, 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 they do two th I think uh, Jason summed up really well. So they do two things. They help you prevent a big medical problem with your pet. But if you are in the referral world, it really helps you educate the clients about certain things of when to go to emergency big things like that but but talk to me about your history you know um, I know we talked about it on the show but let, let's reiterate so 
the genesis of Prevented Vet. Yeah. So, I mean, really, most of my background was in emergency medicine, general practice as well as emergency, and just realizing that we see so many of the same things over and over yep. again, um, you know, which is, which is great. You know, you really learn how to treat things, but it's also devastating for pet owners. Yeah. And a lot of these things are happening because pet owners aren't aware of what we sort of take for granted in the profession. Ah, yep. You know, so the number of, whether it be pancreatitis from people feeding table scraps or, uh, you know, like we were, just, we were just talking about with Brian, urethral obstruction or urinary obstruction in cats. Yeah. You know, they see their cat straining in the litter box. They go, okay, must be constipated. I'll give them pumpkin. I'll give them fiber. I'll wait a day or two. The reality is, though, if it's a male cat especially, the higher probability is that they have a urinary obstruction. And if you wait a day, they're probably not going to survive. Right, right. So realizing all these things, and it was a lack of awareness and education that we needed to get out there, and also realizing that most vets want to provide this education, but we don't have the time yeah. in the clinic. We just don't have the time. Right. So going, how can I do this differently? How can I get it direct to pet owners? But also, how can I help vets and vet teams provide this education and awareness that will help grow the bonds between vets and their clients, have better medical care and connections and relationships, and everybody benefits. So that was really the genesis of PreventiVet. Yeah, and for me, it's, for me personally, it's that I want to spend my time bonding with the client and the pet, and we spend our time lecturing about the yeah. same thing. So if we could bypass that, give them a great resource for that, yeah. then it, it gives us, like, then we can concentrate on other things, you know? Yeah, because like, there hey, are a lot of other things. Oh God, <laughs> there are a lot of a other lot. things. I mean, yeah, I want every vet to be discussing urethral obstruction, lily toxicity, acetaminophen toxicity, hit by car, high rise, <laughs> sago palm, xylitol, you name it. But even that right there was too long. <laughs> and so give them something they could take home. And I always tell people, look, you've just got a new puppy or a new kitten, or you've just adopted a senior pet, whatever it is, you don't have a lot of time. Everyone's busy, right? Three jobs, kids, you know, everything. Keep the book next to the toilet. The only place <laughs> you maybe have a few moments of spare time, read three or four tips. I get most of my reading done there. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> if we could put down the phone, of course. No, that's a great idea because, yeah, especially for those of you who adopt, it's you get this package from the from the shelter, whatever, but none of it talks about what to look for, right? You know, and so it's Adopt a Senior Pet Month now, so a yeah. lot of the issues are just mobility, arthritis, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, do you know how it manifests in pets? You know, wh why is my new adopted pet just kind of lethargic and doesn't want to eat? You yeah. know, things like that. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah. great. And, and and it's 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 morphed, right? You you've got this. You 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 get your message out. I've seen some of your videos. They're awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. So the message is coming out. And so where do you, where do you see this going in five years? What what's your what's your hope? What's your game? Plan? I mean, really, ideally, as many practices possible. You know, utilizing the books. Um, you know, in their puppy kitten packs. Uh, you know, new adopter packs, and then also selling them. More and more vets knowing about Preventive Vet and yeah. the fact that you know Doctor Google isn't a scary thing. Like right. we're actually giving Doctor Google a vet degree because people are going to the internet ah. right like you've got a problem with your banking with your car with your home right. something breaks down around your home what do you do you, you go to the internet online. right you go to the internet yep and we can't fault people for that in fact right. we should harness that uh, that power because then they come in better educated they come in knowing you know okay it's gonna take some testing like you know my cat's peeing outside the litter box it used to be that people come in and go they, go, they must have a UTI I just want antibiotics yes. now maybe they're coming in going I think my cat might be stressed yes. they might have cystitis they might be this might be the beginning of a urethral obstruction they might have a UTI you know like should I give them cranberry but I've heard that maybe it's not effective to... now they come in educated and yes. it's no longer you're not selling you're not having to spend all this time really educating on some of the base level stuff they're coming in with a better base level of knowledge because of the internet as long as we are helping them get to the right 
sources. Right. And preventive it obviously is one, but we're not the only one. Right. So as a, as, a, as a veterinarian, as a veterinary nurse technician, as a veterinary team member, how do we help people get the information they want and need that helps them enable better medical care and yes. behavioral care for their pets and yes. better relationships with their vets? And the internet could be a phenomenal tool for that. And, and, and see, I'm a little blown away by this because you're the first person to, to embrace Dr. Google. Yeah. Because even before this, like I was even going to say, you know, doc, Dr. Google, well, Google doesn't have a doctor's degree, right? I was going to say that, but it's, no, that's great. That's a great way of looking at this. Yeah, that's I mean, it's, you know, people people are going there. And, yeah. and if we can get, like, if you, I've got a three-part article series on feline urethral obstruction. Okay. Pretty much the first line is if your cat is straining in the litter box and you're worried, close down your computer, go to the ER, go to your vet immediately because they might have a urinary obstruction. Once they're stable, come back and read this. Like, I'll educate you on it, but get them stable. So a lot of my articles say, if you're noticing X, Y, and Z, go to your vet immediately and early awesome. on in the article, because I don't want your cat or dog to be suffering or God forbid die while you're reading a right. long form 2000 word right. article. At three in the morning. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, I want you to know immediately, like my dog is pacing, they're anxious, they're salivating, they're trying to throw up, nothing's coming out. Hey, guess what? That's probably GDV. Like, don't even close down your computer. Literally just hop in the car, call your local ER so they know you're coming. They get wide-board catheters together, and they can get your dog treated. Awesome. You know, and ideally also helping people prepare so more people are aware of pet insurance. So when they go yes. in, they're not having to make the seven, dollars $8,000 decision at 3 in the morning on a Saturday while thinking, oh, gosh, I also have my kid's college payment, my rent, my mortgage, my car payment. They're going, you know what? I'm covered. Yeah, do what you need to do. So there are ways to improve things, and, and we're trying. You just promoted uh, medical awareness and pet insurance all in one sentence. Weak in the knees. <laughs> but that's the that's yeah, I mean that's really the goal, right? Yeah. I mean again with all the emergency experience and in general practice, because a lot of emergencies come in there, a lot of this helps to make life easier for people in vet med, right? Because if you're in the clinic, if you're a vet, if you're a tech our hearts break with every euthanasia. Oh, yeah. And especially when it's an economic euthanasia, especially when it's a fixable problem, especially when it was an avoidable problem, our hearts break. And that, to me, is part of what's driving some of the burnout in vet med. Yep. And so this is my way of contributing to improving that. If I could get you better educated clients, better financially prepared clients, just better clients, better A clients, part of my job is done. And But there's still always more to do. Right. And it's funny because I think you touch on the whole millennial issue, right? Because yeah. they tend to be the ones that do the research. Yeah. They research us before picking us. Totally. Right. <laughs> totally. And it's always online, and so things like that. So yeah, no, I think that's 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 awesome. Yeah. That's great. And so that's, I mean, that's really the goal. And I think that the future is can be bright for vet med and pet ownership. And pet ownership grows exponentially every year. And you know, the human animal bond and what you know, Habri and Zoetis and crew are doing, pet effect, so much stuff we're focusing on. So I think, you know, relationships and mental health in the vet profession, the bonds between people and their pets, recognizing and honoring those and helping to protect them really is the way forward. And like you said, millennials, they expect nothing less. Yeah. And they shouldn't. Yeah. Like we're in a service industry, we're in a service business. Doesn't mean we have to be available all the time and the customer's always right, but we've got to give them a fighting chance. And, and then a, a cafe latte, right? On the side. Right? right? Totally. <laughs> Soy. Soy milk. Soy milk. <laughs> but not grain free. We have to take a short break now with some messages, but right after that, we'll return with our wonderful discussion with Dr. Jason Nicholas, a preventive vet. 
Time spent with our pets is never wasted, but that's why it's important to take the time to care for their health. And right here is the best place to do it with Your Pet Matters. So let's bring it to their lifelong wellness partner, Dr. T of Progressive Veterinary Care. And let's keep their tails wagging with Your Pet Matters. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, my friend, Dr. Jason Nicholas is here. He owns a business called Preventive Vet with its goal is to help you as a pet parent decide on whether you need to seek medical care or not. Plus, he's the author, author. He's the author of a couple publications of 101 tips and tricks for both puppies kittens and healthy dogs to just to give you pointers and tips of how to avoid certain toxins what to do in certain situations and when you might need to seek specialty care oh so yeah why don't we talk about grain free a little why bit not? because I, I still get that um so you know um i'll let you talk about it so. <laughs> yeah. I, I think really the, the, the message here is you know still early days watch this space but the reality is a lot of the marketing that's sort of driven this grain free craze and you know a lot of this um you know we know that pets are typically uh, allergic to proteins and it's not a lot of grains so from the allergy standpoint it's it's not that it's not that necessary right. but the big thing is really i mean the companies that are doing the science, the companies that are doing the research and looking at this stuff, those are really the companies to trust. And it's not to say that they're flawless, but really when you're feeding your pets, they're not people, you know? And, and so the marketing that works in people, whether it be grain-free or, you know, well, keto obviously is another one. And of course I worry about xylitol with the keto thing, yeah. but but really they're, they're cats and dogs. And I mean, you look at dogs, they're not that discriminatory. I mean, that's why they come in with pancreatitis and digestive, right. you know, uh, irritation. I mean, they eat cat, they eat cat, what can I say on here? They, they eat cat, cat poop. poop. Yeah, there poop. you go. Poop's okay, yeah. Kitty Roca. I mean, yeah. like they don't care that you're giving them the T-bones, you know, the filet, which right. again, will give them pancreatitis, so don't do it. But they don't care that you're giving them top level stuff and off the top shelf. Give them whatever they do well, that they thrive on, you know, and so, but also recognize if you want to feed, you know, like an exotic protein and a grain-free diet, recognize that there is this risk. Have a good working relationship with your vet. Consider some proactive testing and just be aware that it might be a problem. Right. So there isn't a definitive answer, unfortunately. But again, that's why medicine's an art as much as a science. Yeah, well, I, well, I think veterinary medicine's an art. Yeah, yeah, yes. In general, I think that we, we are, the, I say we're the cooks of the medical world. We'll mix a little bit. <laughs> little of this, little of that. This, 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 and go from yeah. there, but yeah. yeah. But no, it's good that we touched on this, because like, it, I think the, the, the issue that we, we do face in this profession is that most of the pet food you do at, get at the pet store is a lot of it is grain free, right? Yeah. Or single source protein. I mean, there's stores that all they sell is grain free, and right. that's what they, they tout themselves. And it's and it's difficult from a business standpoint to say, hey, everything in my stock is not going to be good for your pets. And so I think there's a lot of issue there. Yeah. But what what it's done for me personally is it's really solidified. So as Jason um, touched upon, I call them like the big four. So Hills, which is Science Diet, Imes, which is Yukonuba, Royal Canin, and Purina are the guys that actually give us veterinarians the prescription diets. Um, there's new plate. There's new um, players on the market like Rain. I think in Canada there's a couple of new guys too out there. I'm sorry, I'm in the States. I don't. Know. I'm Canadian. All my Canadian classmates are We've converted him. We've converted him. Sorry. He's been, he's I been, forgot the metrics. He's been <laughs> ruined. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Officer, I'm only driving 110, uh, sir. That's miles per hour. Yeah. I don't know if that conversion was. I was going to use that when I went back home to Canada. It said 70. I said 70. <laughs> <laughs> Score. 
but you know, getting back to the food, it's like you know, um, those are the guys that do the R and D. Those are the guys that give us our prescription diets. And inevitably, I always tell clients, I say, listen, there's going to be a time in your pet's life where they're going to need a prescription diet. And um, another thing that 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 I've learned through this whole process is Martha Klein, the vet, um, nutritionist. She said. Of all the beings in this world, it wouldn't be great to have a really balanced diet. And by the commercial dog food is a really balanced diet. She said, you know, this morning for breakfast, I had a coffee. Right. Be great. I don't have a balanced diet, right? So I think those are really important points to, to push yeah. across. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I mean, too, with balanced diet, so many people go on, like, you know, these meal replacement shakes and stuff, which are scientifically balanced. This is basically what we have the opportunity to give our cats and dogs on a regular basis. Right. And a, and a lot of times we shy away from that because the marketing is so good. Um, and you know, and that's a that's a bummer. You know, and, and they, they'd rather eat human food. Once exposed, I mean, oh, and then you get yeah. the, the begging, the obesity, yeah. yep. the pancreatitis, the digestive yep. obstruction, uh, you know, all that stuff. And if we may, if we've got the time, yeah, plugs absolutely. for wet food in cats. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Talking about urethral obstruction yeah. before, but also diabetes, you know, and and obesity. And I just recently was talking to someone about this this whole, you know, sort of old school mantra of you know, wet food should be a treat here and there for cats. I'm a big proponent of wet food should be the bulk, if not the, ex and I wouldn't say exclusive because I think like Liz Bales and her Doc and Phoebe and a lot of these interactive feeders are, you could do wet food, but really with kibble it's easier. So bulk of your calories for cats and wet food, maybe even add a little bit more water so we're really protecting that, that urinary system. And then give them the kibble throughout the day, make them hunt for it, make it interactive so they're getting the environmental enrichment, yep. they're getting the exercise. But again, talk, like, listen to your vet. You know, if we're yeah. talking to pet owners here, listen to your vet. Like we really, like we honestly care, right? Like vets care. <laughs> we don't go into this for the money. Believe me, if we did, no, we would no. have chosen something else. <laughs> Trust me. That's why we're drinking water. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, and but along those lines, so so there there is you you have to be wary that with wet food, what we want to do with cats, and in general, it's it's a general wellness thing. Is talk about pet dentistry as well, right? Yeah. So so wet food will cling to the teeth a bit more, but the whole concept of cleaning teeth on a regular basis is there as well so it all just blends together but in the end your pet is going to have a healthier happier life yeah absolutely awesome awesome so we're going to take a little break right now and after a few short messages we'll return with our discussion with my friend jason nicholas dvm Time spent with our pets is never wasted, but that's why it's important to take the time to care for their health. And right here is the best place to do it with Your Pet Matters. So let's bring it to their lifelong wellness partner, Dr. T of Progressive Veterinary Care. And let's keep their tails wagging with Your Pet Matters. Welcome back. Don't forget to like us on Facebook. You can also follow me on all those social medias. Um, just search for Michael Dr. T. Tequiwa and you'll probably find something about me. Hopefully it's all good. But right now we're back here talking to my friend, Jason Nicholas, about a whole bunch of things. So it's just a mix match things, but it's been a wonderful conversation. So let's continue this. We have to go for a little bit. And while you listen to a few short messages... Don't forget to keep on tuning in every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. right here on 107.7 FM, 107.7thebronc.com. So what else do we got? <laughs> I don't know, man. This is good. This is yeah. really good. I mean, oh. my flight's 7 o'clock tomorrow morning, so <laughs> let's chat. No, but what I wanted to talk about, so this is your first time at New York Vet. It is, yeah. So what were your expectations? And I know you haven't had time to experience it, but what I want to get your opinion because I had an opinion... 
I had an inside scoop opinion, and so yeah. I gave that to both the reps I know and, and the and the vets. But I, I'd love to hear yeah. firsthand. I mean, I mean, my expectations were really nothing. I came out here to visit family, but I also and, and classmates and you know colleagues and stuff. My expectations were like a big exhibit hall and just fun. And it's you know even in the early hours of oh, yeah. being around this, yeah. it's it's living up to it. Yep. And I I mean, it's New York. <laughs> like I lived in New York before. I'm happy I don't live in New York anymore, but I love New York. It's fun to come visit, especially, I mean, the weather's been spectacular. Yes. Um, you know, the exhibitors have been great. The Javits Center is monstrous. You know, I, I think I went initially to like three different registration booths last night before I found the one for our actual show and could get my badge. But no, I mean, it's so far so good. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I, I really like um, New York Vet from a conference standpoint because of the, the way it's designed with the exhibit hall. You get a lot of contact time with your reps and everything like that. So, and I, I love doing that. I love walking around these Yeah, I, this guy knows literally everyone. <laughs> we sat down here at the table. It took us an hour to start filming because he knows everyone. No, it's fantastic, and and really, I mean, this is the nice thing. I mean, again, you know, now if we're talking to, to vets and vet team members, yeah, yep. I mean, this is one of the amazing things about our profession is that there's so many incredible people, like interesting people, incredible people, caring people, you know, and people that are just looking for connection as well. And when you come to a lot of these events, um, you know, you, you can make those connections, and I think it's great. Yeah, and I always see the young vets here. It cracks me to see the young vets because they're all they're actually they're more go-getter than mine. I know, right? Must be the internet. Yeah, something. <laughs> I don't know. Something. Yeah. Oh man. So so let's talk about um, I, I think you're really good at balancing career with family life and especially since you're you're an entrepreneur, right? You're, you're doing your own business and everything. So um, I, I just went to a talk this morning about funding for starting your vet clinic and I, and I purposely looked around to see who's there, right? Yeah. There's a lot of young vets and they're, they're asking questions. And, and um, I wanted to get your take on just work-life balance. How, how, do, you, how do you think is the, the, the best way to deal with that? Oh, wish I had the answer. I, don't. <laughs> I just put on a good act. Um, no, it's... Gosh, it's tough. I mean, especially, you know, whether you're owning your own practice or you're starting a business, um, you know, or you're just trying to change the world, you know, just, um, it, you know, we were talking about before, it's always on your mind. Yeah. You know, I mean, for me, my daughters are my life. I mean, you yep. know, my, my older daughter now is about to be 10 in, on the 21st of this month, and my younger oh, wow. daughter turned eight in August. And I mean, that's the thing that brings a smile to my face. So whenever I can spend time with them, I do. You know, the trick is trying to, compartmentalize in my mind you know when I have like another business idea there's a you know something I want to do it's like this is my time with them and it's fleeting um, gosh I'll tell you my I, I, I wish I knew I really do like and I wish I had more hobbies and I wish I you know had more time for myself and but uh, it'll come yeah it'll come as yeah. things get you know I, I, I was we were talking about that to me and I did a video veterinary medicine is a sine wave and, and that that wave occurs during the day that wave occurs during the week, during the month, in the middle of the night, the entire career. Yeah. <laughs> when you should be sleeping. Night, yeah. But you know, it, it, as business owners here, every, it's always on our mind, and so, and and family's always on our mind, and, and so, um, I read an article once that we should be scheduling, we should be uh, scheduling time with our family. Yeah. You know, and it's it, it is is it really going to boil down to that? But it, mentally, I have to close that door with the business when there's family stuff going on, and, and sometimes I get caught. Like if if I get called from the clinic. And there's a call. My son is geared. He knows whether I'm. It's a business call or not, yeah. right? You know, and those are those are interesting things. So I always look. I always look to my kid to see what sort of life that I want for him. 
And the other question I have for you, so do you think your kids will follow your footsteps? You know, I don't know. My older, a lot, she is she is so in tune with animals, um, you know, and just she's got a passion for them and developing the understanding. Um, they definitely, you know, I. So I've actually got to bring them on TV with, I did a spot awesome. on back to school, you know, oh, health awesome. and safety for cats and dogs. And awesome. so the girls got to be on TV in Portland, which they loved. You know, one of the things that I've talked to them about since they were really young, when I first learned about pet suffocation and you know, like chip bags and yeah, snack yeah. bags and stuff, the girls know, you know, like when they, and we don't do a lot of potato chips, but even cereal bags or whatever, it's, you know, tear it along the side and the bottom so it's a flat sheet. It's automatic in them now. And when they were on TV with me, they got to demonstrate that. And awesome. they were so proud of themselves That's and cool. so happy. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, they, they know a lot of the preventive health and safety stuff. They are definitely preventive vets in training. You know, whether or not they go into this profession, like I would definitely encourage them to get the education because I think the vet education is second to none. I think it's amazing in the way it teaches us to think logically and, and really be observant because our, our, our patients don't speak to us. I mean, you know, not verbally, not in English, and sometimes our clients don't speak to us, you know? And so it really is being about, you know, observing, being logical, um, and, I, and I love that. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what they do. So, so how do you feel, like, do, do, you, do you want to sit them down and tell them the pros and cons of the profession? Like, how, how do you feel? Would you, would you, so say they said, hey, Dad, I want to become a vet. What would you say? <laughs> <laughs> Well, first I'd crack open a drink. <laughs> no, well, you know, no, honest, I, I honest, tr that honest truth actually, here, yeah. I think I've probably scared more people than I've helped in terms of looking at the vet profession because I want to be brutally honest with people. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, you know, for a while I was on the, the board of the Portland Vet Medical Association for a while and we did like a, a high school introductory to vet medicine thing. And so they got like six or seven of us vets to go and volunteer and chat with these high school kids. And I basically made it my job. And this was six years ago, five, six years ago, before we were really talking about mental health issues yeah. in the profession. Yeah. And I had done my vet school over in England where they had done an early study um, where they looked at the suicide rate of vets and, and, and it, it was concerningly high. And so I really, I mean, with all the high school students I was talking to, I said, look, just reality check. Like, again, it's not all kittens and puppies and stuff, but there are some amazing attributes and aspects of vet med. That said, be sure that like this is where you want to dedicate your time and make sure that you go into this with a hobby that has nothing to do with pets. Because think about it, for a lot of people, right, they come home from a hard day of work, what's the first thing they do? They go to their pets, because that's their solace. For us in the profession, if we've had a hard day, and it's pets that have made our day hard, sometimes the last thing we want to do is hang out with our own pets. So the one thing that brings so many people solace sometimes doesn't for us. And so I just want people to be like, go into it with their eyes wide open. And so that's what I would do for my daughters. I mean, they're, they see it firsthand. Yeah. Yeah. But I would, that's what I would do for my daughters. And I would, I would encourage, whatever they want, whatever their passion is, that's what I would encourage them. Yeah. Find your passion, whatever yep. it is, pursue that. If you can make a living out of it, great. If it just has to be a hobby, find some other way to make a living that allows you to do that hobby. Yep. And that would be my advice to them. And just, advice. I yep. want them to be happy. Yeah, it's interesting because um, I do have a fair amount of high school students volunteering, right? Yeah. Vets, and first thing I say to them is like, the time spent here, you're going to see things that right. will give you really deep insight into the profession. Yeah. And so it's funny because one of them just shone and so I actually hired her. And so I sat her down like last week and I said, listen, Daphne said, 
So how do you feel about becoming a vet still, right? You still want to do it? And so when I hear yes, it's like, right. it's it's almost like yes, because yeah. like I don't want to hold anything back with her and she experiences a lot, right? right? But in spite it's, of all that, she still wants yeah. to do it. So right. to me, that's that's you know yeah. that's that that's that vet drive that you'll see in a lot of veterinarians. They really want to do that. But, well, and you're you know, doing it right. Like to be brutally honest, you're doing it right. I mean, the way that you are, because we were just talking about work-life balance and the way you've been able to adjust your schedule to spend time with your family and also to, you know, if you think about a lot of vets, we are, a lot of us are type A, like there's a controlling aspect and especially if you're a practice owner, there's this, this drive or this, you know, inclination to control everything and not to delegate and not, but if you put the right people in place, you put the right processes in place, you start being able to extract yourself and have confidence in your team and then other people that are coming on, like these kids that are volunteering, they're seeing how it's done right. Yeah, yeah. And that's encouraging because yeah. that's what we need more of out and you know of, of people coming out that are looking at you know because now the landscape has changed in terms of new grads being able to open practices and stuff but knowing that there are ways to do it and there's ways to derive enjoyment from it I think it's fantastic so I, I you know I would definitely commend you in the way that you've approached <laughs> that and the testament is that you still have people coming in to volunteer they're going I still want to do this yeah. in spite of what you've told me and what I've seen what I've seen behind the curtain I still want to do this. That's awesome. Yeah, no, that's that, that makes my day, right? Yeah, you know, it makes my day. Yeah, yeah, but it's, so maybe it's I'll funny. send my daughters to come hang out with you <laughs> instead of me. Yeah. It's like teaching them to drive, right? Yeah, you exactly. Want to yeah. Teach them to drive? yeah, I'm not gonna teach my son how to drive. Yeah, <laughs> I'm already teaching the girls. They're gonna be fast drivers, <laughs> yeah, and they're gonna drive a manual transmission. Dang it! Yeah, yes. yeah, another I buy. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, my kid, what does my kid say? You're an animal driver, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> so you succeeded. Nice. Succeeded. Time spent with our pets is never wasted, but that's why it's important to take the time to care for their health. And right here is the best place to do it with Your Pet Matters. So let's bring it to their lifelong wellness partner, Dr. T at Progressive Veterinary Care. And let's keep their tails wagging with Your Pet Matters. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, my friend, Dr. Jason Nicholas is here. He owns a business called Preventive Vet with its goal is to help you as a pet parent. It's succeeding. <laughs> yeah, but I, but I think it's it's interesting because the, the future of vet medicine, you know, like there, there's a lot of talks here about the future of vet medicine. Everything's being bought by corporate. Yeah. I'm talking to some, there's some, um, I had a, a recent grad work for me just for the summer because he said that his internship never started Would I hire him. So I hired him on board. And then he did his internship and now he, he came back to the area. And, and I said, where are you working? He goes, I'm going corporate. I said, why? Big signing bonus, right? And so it's like weird things like that that are I, I'm seeing, and, and I think the profession is changing that way, just corporates, corporations in general. Yeah, and there's no, there's no way around that. I, I don't, like that, that genie's already out of the bottle. Yep. And there's, I think there's, you know, pros and cons to it, right? But I, there's still a model, like the independent, you know, practice ownership, that is still a model that could be highly successful and and uh, fulfilling. But then there's also all of the tech. I mean, you look at, you know, obviously virtual care now has become a much bigger thing and that opens up all kinds of avenues. Um, you know, mobile practice, um, you know, relief vets. I did relief work for a long, you know, a lot of relief work for a while. It's a great opportunity, you know, because you get to sort of be your own independent contractor yeah. boss. Yet, and, and what I loved about it is I've been in so many practices now like knowing what works, what doesn't, and of course that is specific to a practice because some that works in one practice might not in you know seven others. But you also get to meet other people yep. and learn different personalities. Yep. You get to deal with a bunch of different yep. types of clients, yep. and so there's still a lot of opportunity and things that haven't even been 
invented and created and conceptualized yet. Right. And that's right. that's going to happen. Yep. Um, so I think the future can be really bright. I think vets still need to stay in charge of at least have several seats at the table. Correct. Yeah. When you when you don't, I think I think a lot of it is I think a lot of the issues we're, we're finding is um, is you get a business approach towards the profession. Yeah. Um, friend of mine just opened up a practice and he was with corporate for 18 years, but the turning point for him was when his direct report that he reported to went from a vet to business. It changed the entire uh, culture from that top down, and so I think that's one of the things that um, corporate's struggling with. But, yeah. But you know, it it it. it it's a business model, yeah. what it is, you know. And as you, you touched upon, we are a service business, we right? Are. And I think that, that that's one concept that a lot of young people don't realize that a veterinary hospital is a business. Yeah, it is. It's, yeah, so. but, and it is a service business, but I think one of the things about vet med, unlike a lot of other things, say like, you know, with your car or um, uh, there's a ton of other things, you know, but it's relationships. Yeah. You know, because when you look at it, what like what people's pets mean to them, and again, it's a variety of different things, but more and more people are considering their pets part of the family. Absolutely. You know, they're, they are anthropomorphized. I mean, we see that with, with the way the pet products industry has grown, even through the recession. You know, the number of coats that, you know, people get for their pets, like, the, you know, 10 top, you know, gifts for your dog for, for Christmas. Like, people have this relationship with their pets yeah. that, some companies are taking advantage of to extract more money from, but in reality, in the vet profession, we need to take advantage of that. We don't need to take advantage of that relationship. We need to recognize yep. that relationship, honor that relationship, yep. and help protect it, yep. because that is what builds the bonds that allows us to provide the care. And we can only make the recommendations. If they can't afford the care, then we go, okay, that's, that's top tier. What else can we do? And let's find what is doable for you logistically, economically, and all that fun stuff. And that's where a lot of the art of vet med comes in. And that's where yep. my concern really for the profession is when we start going to 10, 15 minute appointments, even 20 minute appointments can be really difficult. Because a lot of times people come in for a wellness visit. It's not. And there ain't no, no wellness Nine, there. 99% like, of the time is not a wellness yeah. visit. Yeah. And so we need to have that time. And that's where delegate, you know, that's where having the technicians that can help with the education. That's where having, you know, there's that study at the University of Tennessee in Colorado State where they looked at information prescriptions, which is, you know, big in the human health field. And they look at it in the veterinary health field. And pet owners want information prescriptions. So they want to know from their vet where they could go online to get more information. Yes. But a lot of vets are terrified to do that. One, because they don't want them just going to Google. And two, a lot of vets don't know which sites are reliable. Right. But we need to find a happy medium so that people can get the information they want and need and we can stay on time for our next exam. Because if you walk into the next exam 15 minutes late, you've already ruined that relationship. <laughs> so it's a it's believe me, I know this ain't easy because I've been bouncing, in, you know, yeah, it's bouncing, so it's, yeah, but yeah. it's, again, it's the art, it's the science. And I think that we've, you know, but we're in a, we're in a great spot. We're in a great profession. Yeah, it's, it's funny because change is, change is scary, but it's also really good. And, it, and, and even in the short time that, you know, me and you have been in this profession, it has changed immensely. And, and, and they're saying that even bigger changes are coming. So it's like, you know, I, I always tell people, I'm just riding the wave. Right, right. <laughs> riding the wave. Just, just trying not you know, to drown yeah, here. Yeah, just see where, you know? see where it goes. Yeah, and if you could stay on the crest, like you're winning, <laughs> yeah. you know? You're just get winning. up there, paddle a bit harder. Get yeah, up there. yeah, just until you can retire, and then you can sit on the beach and watch other people yeah. do it while you have your umbrella drink. Yeah. That's the goal, right? Yeah, that's the goal. The yeah. goal is 20% sitting on a beach. Right, right. <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah. So it's fun. 
Well, Jason, I got to tell you, man. So the perfect timing. See that? That's Look at perfect. that. That's yeah. Perfect. That's perfect yeah. timing. All right. Um, we've touched on so many things, <laughs> but good things, because this, this is what makes the show good. Um, how can people get a hold of you? So uh, website is preventivet.com. Uh, and on there you get the books, 101 Essential Tips books. We've got dog health and safety, dog, uh, dog behavior training, cat health and safety right now. Tons of information on there. We're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Yep. But come check it out, preventivet.com. Awesome. And uh, we'll change the world together, Michael. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I'll, I'll follow you. You're, yeah. you're a bit ahead on that crest well, on the way with me. <laughs> I don't know. I might have. Sometimes it crashes down. We'll see. <laughs> I say one coffee at a time. There you go. Yes. <laughs> okay, thanks, Jason. Thank re you. Remember, everyone, love your pet like they love you unconditionally. Have a great day. That's all for this week's visit with your pet's lifelong wellness partner, Dr. T at Progressive Veterinary Care. Progressive Veterinary Care, making waves in pet health care. To access more information online, go to ProgressiveVeterinaryCare.com. And be sure to stay tuned to 1077 The Bronx every Saturday at 10 a.m. to keep up with your pet's health with Your Pet Matters, only on 1077 The Bronx.